As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in. October is here. In most places in the country, fall has arrived. Not Southern California, although I will point out Southern California fall is actually underrated. It's a little bit later. We get what's called the Santa Ana winds. Not a lot of trees turn, but enough do to go, oh, yeah, it is kind of fall in most places. Still, fall kicks summer's ass all over. It just does. How good was baseball last night? How good was it? Uh, It was amazing. Amazing. Also got a chance to see LeBron James play on Staples Center floor in a home uniform. 
And we're now, what, a day away from more Thursday night football. we got a ton of NFL to talk about. Brandon Cooks from the L.A. Rams is going to join us. Best team in football. A guy who was given a big contract in the offseason after being traded twice in the past two offseasons. And unlike so many others, has maybe more than lived up to, maybe exceeded expectations in his ability to be a well-rounded wide receiver. Right? Like, you thought of Brandon Cooks as one of those just-go-long guys. Turns out he's a really good route runner, and he's become a vital weapon in that uh, weapon-filled L.A. Rams offense. Brandon Cooks will join us in one hour. Tyler Boyd, speaking of weapons, the Bengals have a bunch of them. Tyler Boyd will join us. So will Greg Cosell. So we got a lot of NFL football to talk about. And uh, I was right about Eli Manning. I may have been wrong about Deshaun Watson. We'll get to all of that. But let me start with last night. The Chicago Cubs played two games at home in about 28 hours. That game went late into the night. If you're on the East Coast, sucks to be you. If you're on the West Coast, that game was over just after 9.30, which was amazing. It was amazing. Friend of the show, Matt Holliday, had a double off of John Lester. The Rockies scored early, gave up a run on a catcher's interference. Not something you see all the time, especially in playoff baseball. But late into the night, the Rockies end up getting a win. Now, the ratings are sky high because it's the Cubs, but this is the gift and the curse of one-and-done baseball, right? Ratings sky high because the Cubs and because it was a great game and because it was the only thing on. Only problem is the Cubs are now out of the playoffs, and we begin a pattern which could end in a disaster for the National League ratings. The Braves beat the Dodgers and the Brewers. Brewers or Rockies doesn't really matter. And uh, our friends on the TV side are hoping that the Yankees end up winning tonight. Then you have Yankees-Red Sox. Otherwise, A's beating the the Yankees and A's beating the Red Sox, that's a no-bueno as well. But it doesn't take away from the quality of baseball and from so many of the talking points about baseball. I mean, we could go through the... Hey, man, unbelievable decisions that were made on both sides, right? On both sides. I think the biggest and maybe most interesting decision Joe Madden made was the one in which he decided to go with Jason Hayward instead of going with Kyle Schwarber with bases loaded late in the game. I mean, I I understand that you kind of go by numbers uh, versus a pitcher, but Kyle Schwarber, left-handed, Jason Hayward, left-handed. Who are you really going to count on in that situation? Yeah. There were some interesting pitching changes, but I'm not going to bore you with that. Here's what I will bore you with. Remember when the Chicago Cubs were going to be a dynasty? Remember that? That was exactly two years ago. The Cubs, it took them seven games to take down an undermanned uh, undermanned Cleveland Indian team. Remember, Indians' top starter was out uh, that postseason. Trevor Bauer, didn't he have like a cut-up finger from a, an accident with a drone? Like th- They had some things, plus they were the Indians. They weren't as loaded for bear as the Cubs were. And they flashed, they, and they flashed the ages of their young stars. Rizzo, Bryant, Baez. And you thought, 
these guys are going to win several World Series. Didn't you? Didn't you? That was two years ago. The Cubs are home. Now, I know some of it is it's a one-and-done scenario. Some of it is a one-and-done scenario, and we don't always get a clear look at who the better teams are. We have this in the NCAA tournament. We have it in the National Football League, where one game, one play, one missed field goal, and all of a sudden we, you know, people talk about the Seahawks getting the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They forget that the Seahawks needed a missed, like, 22-yarder from the Minnesota Vikings. And Aaron Rodgers on one leg had him beat until they muffed an onside kick and Russell Wilson got an absolute act of God to get them in the Super Bowl. But remember when the Seahawks were going to win multiple Super Bowls? Remember when the Cubs were going to win multiple World Series? Remember when the Thunder were going to get to the finals? The Thunder, the new young team in the West. I'm not going to dispute that it's hard to win in the first place. It took the Cubs over 100 years to finally figure it out. The Indians haven't done it in over 50. But I think we undersell just how hard it is to wear that crown. Whether you go uh, Pat Riley, disease of me, or whether you go Shakespeare and heavy is the head that wears the crown. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles. How many people said, you know, they're great, but they did it without Carson Wentz. They did it without Jason Peters. They're going to be even better next year. Like, you're missing a Hall of Fame offensive lineman and the MVP of the league. Philadelphia Eagles are going to win multiple Super Bowls. And they're 2-2 two and two right now. Granted, haven't played the whole season with Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffries just returned. So... What I learned last night, or maybe what was affirmed to me last night, is I'm not just not going to be that guy that assumes, hey, all these freshmen are winning. That means by the time they're seniors, they're going to have multiple titles. With the exception of UConn's women's team, that just doesn't happen. Just doesn't happen. It is hard, hard to fight out, to fight off all of the different things that come with winning. And there is no greater and easier case study than the Chicago Cubs over the past two years. We think of the Patriots as the greatest modern-day dynasty in all the professional sports, right? That's because they've had, what, one single-digit win season since Tom Brady became their quarterback? One? And what we're talking about is an 18-year relationship. You know, they went 10 years without winning a Super Bowl. That's a decade. The San Antonio Spurs, it's hard to consider them a dynasty, even though with all the titles that Tim Duncan helped them win because they never won it back-to-back. But they did get back there and ultimately win it. But all of these young teams, it takes a special group to fight off that disease of me to have a strong enough neck for the crown that the, that the heavy head wears. And Joe Madden may lose his job. There may be massive changes. But this team scored two runs in 22 innings in two consecutive nights at home combined. Here's John Lester after the game. Coming down the stretch, we played good baseball. I mean, it wasn't like we beat ourselves and 
you know, sometimes you got to uh, you got to tip your hat to the opponent. I mean, you go 13 innings tonight against a really good team, and we come out on the short end of the stick. But I feel like we we should have won that game. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Rockies probably felt like they should have won that game in regulation. And John Lester was everything we thought he would be, which is a great big game pitcher. You know, almost in the, hey, Kurt Schilling, kind of Kurt Schilling type of guy. Problem with Kurt Schilling, I say Kurt Schilling's name, and you think either bloody sock and you don't know if that was real or his political stance and how divisive that became. But between Kurt Schilling and John Smoltz and John Lester, those are guys that numbers in the regular season be damned. You give them the ball when it really, really matters and you feel like you're going to get something better than you normally get from them. Man, postseason baseball is good. We don't talk about baseball in the regular season generally on this show. But if you can't appreciate how riveting that was last night, how every pitch matters, how every pitching change matters, yeah, long game. Yeah, got a little tedious at times. But that was riveting sport. And the Chicago Cubs, a team that everybody thought, man, just hand them another World Series. Hand them two or three World Series. Look at them now. Look at the year that they had. You know? I mean, some teams don't even get there. We thought the Cowboys were building something super special because they had Dak and Zeke, and here we are, year three into Zeke, and he appears to be as good as advertised. Dak does not, but they are nowhere near a contender for a Super Bowl. Hard to get there. Ask the Cubs. Took them 100 years but maybe equally hard or close to as hard as difficult to stay right there and to win it again. Between Addison Russell's legal problems, between Chris Bryant, who's been banged up but relatively ineffective in comparison to what people thought he could be. Don't get me wrong, Javier Baez is awesome. Rizzo is as well, but we thought, we, we thought they were going to be not just flying W's, but flying banners for years in Chicago. And now it feels like there's destined to be some change because it's really hard to get back to where they were. Uh, World Series champion, MLB on Fox analyst Nick Swisher joins the show upcoming next. How hard is it to stay hungry after winning that title? And um, basically the A's are just going to go. It's like a bullpen day with the A's. Like they are, the the A's are doing what you used to do when you played RBI baseball growing up, right? Just throw your reliever until he runs out of gas and then throw your next reliever until he runs out of gas. Does that work against the Yankees in the playoffs? We'll discuss next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit Progressive.com today. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Music, did you stay up and watch all the baseball? It wasn't that late here, but did you watch all the baseball? I did. What'd you think? I thought it was a great game. I thought it was a great game. Wildly uh, entertaining. I did. My fiance I, did not. Yeah. But uh, she was falling asleep on the couch. 
Did you think the entire time the Cubs were going to win the game? I did not. No. Really? No. I thought it was very much just going to be whoever could kind of break the seal on that offensive stalemate that we had going. I felt like it was the, I felt like it was going to be the Cubs. Uh, Ramos, did you watch? I did. I love baseball. How how many pitchers did you think the Cubs used? Seven. Nine. Okay. Nine. Nine. Nick Swisher joins the show. Uh, Fox Major League Baseball analyst. Um, look, I-, I loved it. Nine pitchers for one team was a lot. It felt like Joe Madden. This is the opposite of the World Series a couple years ago when he only used three guys out of his pen. Um, yeah, I uh, mean, yeah, I, I, I'm with you guys. But then again, I mean, this is where this is where our game is taking us. You know, the analytics of the game give us the percentage of the advantage, right? So anytime we have that advantage, we're definitely going to take that. So I think, especially one game playoffs, teams are going to go to their strengths kind of like what the Oakland Athletics are going to do tonight. Yeah, I want to get to the Athletics in a second, but the perfect example, though, of where analytics kind of fail you is when Adovino came in for for Kyle Freeland, right? Like, Adovino's had a really good year, and once he settled down uh, was that in the eighth inning he was he was great, but he was shook when he came in there. I mean, he was – and he wasn't helped out, whereas you know, he had the double switch, they had catcher interference. It's a bizarre way to give up a run. Right. But right. analytics is great, but it takes the emotion of the sport out of it. When you have guys that haven't played in the playoffs, you've actually been there, you know, is a different level of, of juice running through your system, and some guys can process it and some guys can't. Yeah, well, I, I guess you could kind of uh, uh, use the kind of like similar, like similarly to like a boxer. Like every boxer's got a plan until he gets hit in the mouth. And all of this stuff makes a lot of sense on paper. And, yes, it's supposed to work. But what happens when your opener goes out or your, you know, your, your, your third reliever of the, of, of the evening comes in and gives up two runs? Well, then all of a sudden your game plan completely shifts, and then you're, you're, you're playing a defensive game at that point. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think on paper it sounds good. The percentages are there. But then again, you've got to remember, these guys are human beings. And when you go out in, in, in the Bronx and you're in front of 50,000 people – you can't tell me that your heart's not not going to get pounding a little much. So I feel like if you're if that's going to work, every single person that you use has to be on point. Yeah. Because if they're not, the plan is done. And it is really it becomes it becomes a domino effect, right? Then you start using guys in a spot to which you're not comfortable numbers wise, and and yeah, it, you know, there, there's there, there's a need there for feel, which is interesting now because we're going to see Aaron Boone tonight. Uh, for the Yankees. And look, I love A.B. We grew up in the same area. We've been friends for a long, long time. But the reason he got the job and the reason that Joe Girardi was out was Joe didn't really embrace the 14 guys who are in the analytics department of the Yankees the way they'd like. And so analytics is going to is going to run the day, right? That's that that's the decisions that Aaron's going to make. A guy who grew up on a baseball field while his dad was a manager in Major League Baseball isn't going to go by feel. He's going to go by the book, isn't he? Well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, his father was a big leaguer. His grandfather was a big leaguer. His brother was a big leaguer. Like, he loves this stuff, man. Like, this is what he has, he's worked all season long for. And, by the way, yes, analytics are definitely a huge part of the game, which is why first-year managers can be successful if their analytics department is where it should be, just like the Yankees are. Then, from there, he can just lead his men. Just, I mean, each, each and every day. So, 
But I, I, I love where he's at, man. I love him. I love Severino getting that start. Because if you look at it, for these one-game playoffs, you can bullpen them and, and, and you can have your opener. But if you plan on winning the World Series, you're going to definitely need to get some innings eaten up by your starters at some point. All right. So, uh, look, for, for those of us who work at Fox, we're not even secretly rooting for the Yankees. We're just rooting for right? everybody. Yeah, you need the Yankees, the Red Sox, especially now that you lost the, the Cubs in the, in the playoffs, ultimately for, for the World Series. What's the likelihood that Oakland can go in there? It's an Oakland team that won 97 games. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, I, look, that's a, a legitimate team. But can can they can they go in there and throw relievers based upon matchups and win in Yankee Stadium? That that's the thing. I mean, you, all your guys are going to have to be on point. Each and every person that you throw out on that mound is going to have to be on their A game. There's can't there can't be any mess ups because when that happens in that atmosphere in the Bronx, I mean, that stadium will absolutely be shaking. Now, on the other side of things, the Oakland A's have all, I mean, what, second, second leading team in the AL in home runs. The Yankees were first. Oakland was second. Oakland drops bombs on the road. They crush fastballs. So if you're asking me, do I think the Oakland A's have a chance of winning this game? Absolutely. 100% they have a chance of winning this game. Now, moving forward, I don't think they're going to be able to take that bullpen effect. I don't think they're going to be able to use an opener each and every time because you're not going to be able to have enough innings covered uh, to stretch yourself out to the World Series. Yeah, they throw out there Chris Davis, 48 home runs. What an incredible run he's had the last, oh, last right? couple, couple of years. But, you know, then they have, I think, five or six other dudes that have had 20 or more home runs. You know, the ball flies out of the new stadium, especially to right center, but that's during the year. Once you get to October, does it still have the same ball flight or does the lack of humidity and heat, does that change it? No, no, no. I don't think it changes that. I think just in general, I mean, it looked like it's an amazing day in New York today. So I feel like it's going to be an amazing night. It's going to be one of those crisp, crisp New York nights. Those just feel good where you don't feel like you're sweating too much. Kind of like that perfect temperature. Uh, no, I don't think that'll have any sort of uh, effect on the baseball, bro. I mean, you're seeing where some of these baseballs are landing. I, I never thought that it was possible for human beings to hit the baseballs where they are now. So either way, man, if if Oakland A's can get on Severino's heater, if Seve does not have that fastball command tonight and he's erratic and he's missing in the big part of the plate, these Oakland A's, man, I'm telling you, when you make contact with a 99-mile-an-hour fastball, it doesn't matter what ballpark you're in. It's definitely going to be a home run. Yeah, and his last start against them was on September 5th. He only lasted two and a third. He gave up six hits, six or, uh, five earned runs. Uh, he got lit up and he exited quickly. And you know they get end up getting beat. They end up getting their their brains beat in uh, eight to two. Uh, Nick Swisher joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Major League Baseball analyst. I wanted to ask you about the Cubs going back to last night. Right. Th- this is a team who, when they won the World Series two years ago, people anointed them as look. This is a th- this is a legacy. This is going to be a, a dynasty in the making. And oh yeah, yes sir. L- last year they had the hangover, and then this year they're out. In the play-in game, they scored two runs in 22 innings, having home games and back-to-back nights. Why is it so difficult to to keep it going? It, look, it's, it took them 100 years to win it, but why has it been so difficult for the Cubs? You've been on teams that wanted to keep it going. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you definitely can't say it's a lack of talent because that's not that's not the case at all. Uh, I, I just think sometimes just certain things happen during the season. It's not always meant to go your way. Now, when I look at that, I look at, it, I look at it as a whole. I mean, you had two separate teams in two nights celebrate in your house in front of your fans. So I feel like 
in, in the whole grand scheme of things, that hurts worse moving forward to me is, is, is having the opportunity in front of your home crowd, right where you want to be, where you got to sleep in your own bed last night. You got to have whatever breakfast spot that you go to in the morning. You had your entire routine down for two straight days and you could not get the job done. And it's not a lack of pitching because John Lester went out there, one of the best in the business in the postseason, no doubt. But I'm telling you, there's, there has to be something. And I listened to Joe Madden comments after the game and he said, yeah, we're definitely going to have to relook at our offense and how it's structured throughout this offseason and moving on into spring training. Because if there's one thing I know about Joe Madden is that he is an analytics guy. And if there is something that pops out to their analytics department, which is absolutely tremendous, they have a World Series to their credit, they are going to make that adjustment. They are going to make that opportunity possible for them to succeed in the spots where they weren't before. Yep. I mean, I, I, I love Joe Madden. I think he's a leader of men. I think he makes the baseball game fun. And also, too, he, he pushes the envelope. He pushes the needle uh, to try and learn more about giving yourself more opportunities uh, to win the knock. Why Why then did he put uh, Jason Hayward up instead of Kyle Schwerber? Yeah, I saw that. That was the one move that, uh, you know, I guess, you know, Monday morning quarterback, you know, you kind of look at the situation again and you say to yourself, wow, if you look at Schwerber's numbers, obviously he's a fly ball guy, uh, but he's also a strikeout guy. Uh, Jason Hayward was a huge part of their World Series run. Um, I feel like he had a great year this year. Um, you know, he got that opportunity. I saw his interview just as you did, and he was so disappointed uh, that he couldn't come through uh, for his guys in that opportunity. But let's be honest, Adam Adovino is one of the best pitchers in baseball. I mean, uh, overall, it, you are going to be uh, non-successful more times than you are successful. So for him to try and take that on the chin, I thought was great. But that's a tough spot, man. I mean, you can't tell me that your heart's not racing out of your chest. Uh, and especially pinch hitting, man, it's the hardest thing to do in sports. No, so. listen, I, I I get all that, okay, but like, look, I, I res- you have fifty times the knowledge of baseball that I do. But I just ask you, you're Adam Adovino. Would would you rather face Kyle Schwarber or Jason Hayward with bases loaded, bottom of the seventh in Wrigley Field? I'd rather face Jason Hayward. Okay, that's it. You know, and I mean, that's 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 the one that's the head scratcher that maybe you had a yeah. number that you right. went to. But you're like, yep. yeah, I think Kyle Schwarber's a much better hitter than Jason Hayward. Numbers, right? Than, I, you know. Right. I totally. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if if you're looking at, do I think Schwarber would have been the if if you would have had a fan pick or uh, an overall pick in general, I think he would have been uh, the winner there. Uh, but looking back on it, obviously we can second guess the decision because there wasn't a whole lot of opportunities the Cubs really had going for them. And you know, some people said, yeah, they kind of look tired. Um, well, I mean, when you're not hitting and there's no excitement on the field, uh, the game looks slower. And let's be honest, give Kyle Freeland some love. I mean, that dude was absolutely nasty last yep. night. He was so disappointed he came out of that game because he wanted to keep going. There's no doubt about that. All right, last thing. Uh, the winner of tonight gets uh, gets the Red Sox, and, you know, they throw Porcello out there. They got Sale when he's, when he's right. He's unbelievable. They got David Price. And then you look at their lineup, which is just ridiculous. What, Whew. what? I mean, Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez, Andrew Benatendi, uh, Xander Bogarts. I mean, it's it's crazy. What's the what's the weakness to this team? What what could be the downfall of the Red Sox? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I think if you're kind of putting it putting me on the spot, uh, I, I I I think starting pitching. I think you know being able to stretch out Chris Sale, being able to stretch out David Price. I mean, obviously, Ricky Porcello has been healthy for you. 
you know what you're going to get from him. Uh, but I think, you know, the last couple starts that these guys have had, I mean, they haven't gone to, you know, the five, six, seven, eight, nine innings that, you know, that they might need to go to stretch it out. So I think the, the last thing I think the Boston Red Sox want is to face the New York Yankees. And I think that's exactly what the New York Yankees want. So I think in general, I think it's going to be an amazing game tonight. Um, the Boston Red Sox are by far one of the most exciting teams, uh, f- at least for myself, that I've, I've ever even gotten a chance to watch. Uh, when you've got two guys on your team with OPSs over 1,000, that's pretty impressive. And Mookie Betts, in my opinion, should win the AL MVP. So for them to have what they have, I think there's not really any holes in their lineup other than if you want to say maybe the bridge to get to Craig Kimbrell in the back end of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a lot of pressure will be put on guys like Chris Dale uh, and David Price. And then Cora is saying that uh, Chris Dale is healthy. So we'll, we'll, we, will, we will see. We've got to see who wins tonight first to see the bullpen session can win for the Oakland A's. Swish, great stuff. Love your energy. Love your passion. Thanks for joining us. Oh, brother, you're the man. Take care of myself. All right. Nick Swisher, World Series champion, MLB on Fox analyst. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore. But true price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car. You'll enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Isaac Lowenkron joins us. Isaac, what do you got? Good afternoon, Doug. To the NFL we go, where a short time ago the Oakland Raiders placed three-time Pro Bowl starting right tackle Donald Penn on injured reserve due to a groin injury sustained Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. The Raiders hope Penn will be able to return this season. The Jacksonville Jaguars today ruling out running back Leonard Fournette from Sunday's showdown with the Kansas City Chiefs due to a toe injury. Baseball, multiple outlets report that Buck Showalter will not return as the manager of the Baltimore Orioles just because they became the fifth major league team since 1900 to lose 115 games in a season. On the field tonight at 8.08 Eastern, the American League wildcard game as the Yankees host the Oakland A's. And finally to the NHL in tonight's Discover Card key matchup as Alex Ovechkin and the defending Stanley Cup champion and all-time defending partying champion Washington Capitals. Open the season at home against the Boston Bruins at 7.30 Eastern. Speaking of matchups, become a new card member and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Doug? Back to you. Ovechkin's still hammered, you think? You think he's still hammered? Very possible. I I think he's actually trying to put in place an idea that he had to make the ice surface at their home arena this year made not out of frozen water, but frozen vodka. Think about it. If you froze a gigantic amount of vodka and made that the ice surface, no one would notice. Mm -hmm. Now they skate and and they chip in the snow during the game. It's vodka, not water. Mm. That would fit right in with the Capitals' partying mentality. That'd be very neat. Very, very neat. No, no, nothing. Nothing. No, nothing. No drinkers here. That It it actually wouldn't be neat because it's ice, and ice is when you have a drink without ice. But anyway... Isaac Lowenkron, ladies and gentlemen, tip your weight staff. He'll be here all week. Try the veal. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, I, I found this to be fascinating, that even though the New York Giants have added Nate Soldier, Will Hernandez, Eli Manning is making even safer throws than he made last year. His air yards per attempt 
are down from 7.2 last year where he, when he was the check down king to 6.3. That's 20th in the NFL. His third best passer rating of 114.1 is buffered by a 40.4 wide open through percentage. In other words, yeah, he's got a great completion percentage in comparison to last year. And he only has one interception. But all he's doing is checking the ball down to wide open guys who are wide open for a reason. Here's Eli Manning on why he hasn't been throwing the football downfield. Risk is not what you want to take. You can throw the ball down the field where it's not risky, and then there's forcing things, and that, that leads to you know turnovers, it leads to mistakes. And I'm not like you know having shots down the field that I'm not taking. It's just a matter of you know kind of weighing those options on time. So it's just kind of having that feel and feeling the rush and having a good understanding of, of when you can do it, when you can't. Mm. Do I think he's right? Like no, there's no stat that is a bigger determinant into who wins and who loses then turnovers. And Eli Manning has had not not games, but seasons where he's had ridiculous turnover numbers. Ridiculous. You go back to 2013, he had 27 interceptions. 2010, 25 interceptions. So one interception, four games in, you're you're translating out to, you know, four interceptions for the for the season. The fewest he's ever had was in 2008. Last year, he only had 13, but he also only had 19 touchdown passes. Safe is in for Eli Manning, but that's not who he is. That's who he's become. And when you don't have the fortitude to step in and throw the football down the field, and some of it, it's also a little bit of a dated philosophy. Think about this. We talked yesterday we have on yesterday, we were talking about uh, about quarterbacks. I think we had Daniel Jeremiah on yesterday. And we had Ben Watson talking about stats. It's not just that they can't touch it below the knee, above the head, and they can't drive you into the ground. Can't touch a wide receiver, and any time it seems to be 50-50, you're getting a flag early in the season. Even Alex, you know Alex Smith led the league in downfield throws, throw percentage last year? Alex Smith, check down Charlie. The league has evolved and Eli has devolved into this super safe quarterback because he doesn't have it anymore. And it's not like he doesn't have weaponry to throw to. Coming up next, is, is LeBron James still the best player in the NBA? We'll discuss next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Previously on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Check this out. Benjamin Watson joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm not trying to diminish what we saw Pat Mahomes do, right? Or what we've seen Drew do. But we, we have to point out that the league has changed. The league has looked at, for example, basketball and changed the rules to make it a more guard, perimeter, three-point friendly, open up the lane game, and it makes it more watchable. So it, we almost have to relook at how we observe stats, correct? These passing numbers are obscene so far this year. <laughs> of course. Stats are stats, and stats are going to change. Wins and losses are wins and losses. So th- th- that's something that I don't think ever will change because you're always going to have a winner. You're always going to have a loser. 
but the way stats are, um, the way fantasy football has become something that so many people uh, gravitate towards and even players uh, think about sometimes, the way that the rules have changed. And, and look, honestly, some of the rule changes may have been because of basketball. I've heard that before, but also because the more we're learning about player safety, the more we have put an emphasis on player safety, the more moms and dads are becoming more worried about their kids playing this game. Yep. Uh, the NFL has to change some of the rules to make people more comfortable to continue to grow the game. That's just the truth of that. If you missed anything from the Doug Gottlieb Show, you can always podcast by going to foxsportsradio.com. Now, once again, here's Doug Gottlieb. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Brandon Cooks of the L.A. Rams and Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals will join us next hour. So we got two tremendous NFL players from two of the best teams in the NFL, both joining us live on the show. Not the same time, the same time, both uh, upcoming next hour. I'll give you a quick review of what I saw from the Lakers upcoming uh, last night. Uh, I'll give you a review upcoming, but what I saw of them last night. Did that make sense, or did I run on the sentences too much together? I knew this, but Aussie JB just tweeted to you, Isaac Lowenkron. Good day. He's obviously from Australia. Great idea regarding vodka ice skating, except and I think Isaac does know this. I knew it, which was... Alcohol does not freeze. Put a bottle in the freezer, it just comes out really cold vodka. Smooth, though. Smooth, though. Ah, that's a good point. I should have paid more attention in science class in high school. Sorry, Mr. Malin. (laughs) Let's get to game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. One of our favorites around here. Doug, what do we got today? Real news, fake news. It's that time of year again. The annual NBA General Manager Survey was released today. Hey, let's talk about players that will never be on our team. (laughs) And break it down via percentage points. LeBron James received the most votes for 2018-2019 NBA MVP. Is that real news or fake news? 2018-2019? This season, yes. I'll say that's fake news. They're real and they're spectacular. 30% of the vote to Kevin Durant's 27%. LeBron got the top spot. Uh, Wait, wait. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I was reading something on Twitter about Jason Hayward, which was interesting. What would you say? LeBron got the top spot? LeBron got the top spot. It was real news. 30% Kevin Durant at 27%. Okay. So Kevin Durant second. NBA GMs. Now, remember, that's for this upcoming year, which shows they, one, think that LeBron still has it, and then two, and maybe kind of this is most importantly, not only does LeBron still, they think LeBron still has it, but they also believe that the Golden State Warriors, even though Durant's their best player by a, by a good amount, they can win without him, whereas the Lakers have no chance to win without LeBron James. Indeed. From the same survey, LeBron and the Lakers were considered the third best team in the Western Conference behind the Warriors and Rockets. Real news or fake news? I'm going fake news. You are fake news. Indeed. It was Golden State number one, followed by Houston, Oklahoma City, Utah, and the Lakers ranked fifth by the GMs. That makes makes sense. Fifth is about where I thought they would go. Fifth is, fourth and fifth is about what I think is is reasonable. I also think one of the, not only the Lakers now everybody's biggest game when they come to town, 
but but we don't really realize how deep the West is. Dallas, once they had injuries, they were trying to be bad last year. They should be much better. And Memphis, once Mike Conley went out with injury, they were trying to be bad. So, no, do I think Minnesota, once they eventually make a trade, will be as good? I do not. But I also think that the West is seriously, seriously deep. And a couple of other items from the GM polls. Which player would you want taking a shot with the game on the line? The runaway winner, Kevin Durant, who is the best head coach in the NBA with 47% of the vote. That would be Boston head coach Brad Stevens. Screw you. Oh, relax, Greg. You got 30% of the vote down in San Antonio. And which active player will make the best head coach someday? The winner, according to the GMs, was Houston Rocket guard Chris Paul. Interestingly enough, he was the runaway winner in that category in the GM poll. And finally, if you were starting a franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA... I know who it is. Who is it? Giannis. Yeah, that's right. Giannis Antetokounmpo. The winner by a full 7% over Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, both can guard almost any position. Giannis can guard guards a little bit better. Um, and, you know, look, Giannis is a jump shot away from from being one of the top two or three players in the NBA. I love this, Paul. I just wish in the future, since it was anonymous, that they could have a question, just one question, like, who is the most poisonous player in the NBA that you would not want on your team? That would be an interesting poll question. Remember, it's all anonymous GMs. Looking forward to that in 2019, perhaps. On to the NFL. Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski missed practice again earlier today, and his status for tomorrow night's game against the Colts is, quote, up in the air, unquote. Real or fake? Mm, fake news. They're real oh. and they're spectacular. Yeah, he missed walkthrough again today on the day before the game. He was held out last year from the Thursday night game because of an injury. But yeah, his status is still up in the air. For He's actually game. listed as up in the air. That's where I thought it was fake news because I didn't know anybody could be listed as up in the air. I thought it was <laughs> questionable, doubtful, out, or, you know, or not listed. Yeah, Belichick would not get that creative with the injury report like Greg Popovich used to do with Tim Duncan whenever he'd be held out of a game. Speaking, old, yes. speaking of the Patriots, Giselle Boonchin telling Good Morning America she hopes the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year so Tom Brady can, quote, finally retire, unquote. Real or fake? I'm going to say uh, fake news. You are fake news. Indeed. She said to Good Morning America, quote, if I said anything in the past, it's because you have a concern. No one is going to hurt someone I love, you know? You just feel very protective of them. So obviously, if someone hurts anyone I love, I get like a lioness, unquote. See, Wes Welker dropped passes, Super Bowl 46. Mm -hmm. She's a lioness now, huh? Got it. Um, I This is obviously an argument they had, and at some point, Tom put his foot down, right? And he just goes like, look, I play football. That's what I do. And once I stop playing football, I can't do it again. I told you guys, this is a fight. And I, and I, I honestly think that what Giselle's doing is what many of us do, where we're making our opinion known, even though we're taking this kind of passive stance. When do you want to leave the party? You know what? Whenever you want to leave the party, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm fine. Fine. How was your dinner? It was fine. How was your dinner? It's like putting it back on the other person. They feel the guilt. No, you, Tom, you play as long as you want to. You love it. You love it. You play as long as you want. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Borrow up 40 grand to pay off your high interest debt or credit cards with Lending Club. Go to lendingclub.com slash playbook today. 
and check your rate in minutes. That's lendingclub.com slash playbook. All loans made by WebBank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Um, look, I like the ball and player movement um, and the kind of uh, sharing style the Lakers are playing. And I think that one thing we've undersold is how their younger players are going to improve. I like guys don't stay stagnant in the NBA. Older players, they got roles, but I think they'll improve. Younger players will improve. What does Sean McVay have in common with Bill Belichick? We'll ask Brandon Cooks next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I like to talk about things I know, things I have experienced in life. But it's been a long time since I experienced dealing with an ex. My wife and I have been together for 20 years. 20 years. That's a long time. Been married for 18, together for 20 years. That's a long ass time, isn't it? Ramos, how long have you been um, Uh, with your wife? 19 years. Next year will be our 20th wedding anniversary. 20th anniversary, but how long did you date? Oh, I started dating her in 1992. So that's uh, that's twenty six years. Yes. Huh. Uh, do you remember the date of your your first date? Yes, I took her to see a movie, and we had dinner after at the right in Hollywood, like the Hamburger Hamlet, where she did not want to eat her hamburger because it was our first date. And I think she didn't want to show like she wanted to eat food, so I ate it for her. I ate my hamburger, <laughs> and I said to her, "If you're not going to eat that, I'll eat that as well." I'm not going to waste food. Uh, My anniversary is August 12th. My first date anniversary is September 16th, 1998. I know this because um, it was the Wednesday after a Saturday football game when Oklahoma State. uh, Wait, actually, I don't know if that's. It was. uh, I think actually, sorry, excuse me. It's September 24th, I believe. Um, so I, I, it was a home football game. <laughs> Hold on. It was a home football I'm game. I'm on. You're good. Okay. So I got, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule right now. I'm looking at the 1998 Oklahoma state football schedule. I can't remember whether it was the Nebraska game or it was the Mississippi state game. I think it was Mississippi state. Cause I think they won and that would make it September 19th, but maybe it was October 3rd, which would make it coming up. I think we go, <laughs> I think we go with October 3rd. Because then I got a chance to hit the, the date anniversary. That would be 20 <laughs> years on October 6th, which would be what, what day? Is that Friday or is that Saturday? Saturday, right? Saturday. 20 years. Anyway, but I do know a thing or two about when you're on, after you break up and it's over, dealing with the fact that it's over. Dealing with the fact that it's over. First thing you have to do when you're out with others is not talk about your ex, right? And Des Bryant can't stop talking about his ex. Just can't. Can't do it. Can't even begin to do it. Des tweeted this out. Uh, he was asked, who are you signing with at Des Bryant? Des Bryant, um, what is that, quote retweets? That's what it's called, quote retweeting. I'll rather be the 
So I think he'd, I meant to say I'd rather. I'll, I'll edit it for him. I'd rather it be the Dallas Cowboys. If not, I'll be ready to play somewhere else. They cut you. They've moved on. <laughs> They're dating somebody else already. Dating Alan Hearns, among others. And Tavon Austin. Meanwhile, he's still talking about his ex. If I'm Des Bryant, the only response is anybody who wants to throw footballs to me. That's where I want to go play. I am ready. I'd rather be the Dallas Cowboys. With this same Brokeback Mountain, I just can't quit you. Just can't quit him. This idea that they go back, they they go and I was wrong. Please come back, offer you a deal. I just, that's the least guy thing ever. Back when men used to ask for directions, now you don't have to. Now you can blame the phone. The phone sent me the wrong direction. Like, yeah, the phone is a computer, man. It's a GPS. It's going to send you on what it calculates as the shortest route. You just need to pay attention when it says uh, slight right and right-hand turn. It's very confusing. What's a slight right based upon sometimes going straight is a slight right? Anyway, back when we used to ask for directions, men wouldn't ask for directions. I got it. I know where I'm going. Why don't you pull over and ask somebody? I got it. I know where I'm going. And the reason many guys are so pig-headed is and stubborn is they don't want to admit that they're lost. In other words, they don't want to admit when they're wrong. And the Dallas Cowboys are a collection of men who think Hey, look, all we got to do is create mismatches. We got Dak Prescott. We're better because our culture is better without Des Bryant. We don't play well. There's no fingers being pointed like there was with Des Bryant. They would have to admit they were wrong. And even if they think they were wrong. But Des saying, I'd rather it be the Dallas Cowboys. After, after calling out a couple of his teammates as sticking a knife in his back, like that's not happening not happening they moved on it's time for him to move on as well brandon cooks is going to join us i know he doesn't want to talk about his exes he's got two saints new england patriots but it is interesting that everyone knew he wanted to get paid everyone knew that brandon cooks believed that he was an elite wide receiver and if you look at what the patriots are like look we can criticize the the Oakland Raiders for trading away an elite pass rusher. Shouldn't we do the same for the New England Patriots? Have you seen Brandon Cook's numbers this year? 26 catches through four games, 452 yards. That's on pace, kids. On pace for, what, 1,800 yards receiving? I mean, that's he's on pace to have a remarkable year. And there's got to be a certain amount of I told you so within this offense that they found a way to make him what what some thought Tavon Austin could be is what he's become. So Brandon Cooks was set to join us. Practices run a little bit long. He'll join us as he heads to lunch sometime in this coming hour. But uh, the Des Bryant and his inability to come to grips with the fact that it is over 
remains a story. You know, he wanted the New England Patriots to bring him in. He tweeted and openly opined, and they brought in every different uh, wide receiver you can think of. When they didn't call Dez, that's all you need to know. All you need to know, that he was toxic within the league. The league thought, you know, it's, it's just not worth it to us. Just not worth it to us. I think we are going to get Brandon Cooks here in a second. So, who's he on with? Somebody, I think, from the Rams. From the Rams? It's either good news or really bad news. <laughs> right? They just called him, and then they called him back. <laughs> so, so, it's true. either really good news or really bad news. You feeling pessimistic or optimistic today? I'm optimistic, Doug. You're always optimistic, though, right? You are a glass half full. Do you ever wake up and go, I just hate everything today? Never. I've never said that. Yeah. Yeah. Isaac, do you think um, Isaac Lowenkron, who's got a bunch of, he's juggling a bunch of stuff back there. Isaac, do you think we got good news or bad news on Brandon Cooks from from, uh, Ryan Music? I trust my guys over at the Rams. They're a good group over there, so I'm going to go with good news. Yeah, I think it's bad. (laughs) I think it's bad because it's an extended conversation. Right. If we had him, it would be a short conversation. Be like, all right. And then he would whisper back in my ear, just give me a second. Or he'd give me the it give me the it's gonna be one minute vamp there. Or or he'd do the stretching thing. There's a there's a sign in television when you need to stretch, when you tip put your fingers together, and then you stretch them apart, and that means stretch. So I don't think we're getting Brandon Cooks. I just oh wait, Brandon Cooks is there? Brandon Cooks joins us from the LA. Yeah. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, man. When we were at a training camp, you you told us, "Hey, this this offense is going to show that I'm as good or better than the contract that I signed." And so far, that's ha- that that's happened. Was there a moment in the preseason or in practice where you're like, "This is the perfect fit for me"? Uh, I think it's just one of those things that as the day, days went by in training camp and OTAs, um, you know, you just felt the sense of uh, a special offense and how everyone is involved in unselfish play. And I think when you see that and you sense that as a player, uh, you think special things can happen. Uh, but but for you personally, right, like there's a motivation there because there were two other very good franchises who you were really successful with, and they liked you, but they're like, you know. And then the Rams are like, hey, as soon as they got you, giving you a bunch of money, they believed in you. To live up to those and maybe exceed those expectations, that has to be a great feeling. Absolutely. Anytime you... Uh, you play this game and you get someone to believe in you the way that the, uh, the Rams demonstrated this offseason. Uh, that makes you want to go harder. Um, and you take it as a blessing. And, you know, you go have fun and don't change what you've been doing all uh, these past years. What What about Jared Goff has impressed you? His composure. I mean, the guy plays with such a quiet mind and confidence. Um, you know, he can make every throw. And it's been special to watch uh, playing with him. Uh, you know, all he does is just get better day in and day out. Um, and the the offensive line, it's for the most part, he's been able to step into throws, go through his progressions. Like I think, I think that because you guys have you Gurley, so many incredible weapons uh, for him to throw to, and his numbers, I do kind of feel like the offensive line and their dominance, their ability to protect him, kind of gets underrated. Is that fair? Uh, uh, I mean, from a team standpoint, we definitely don't underrate that. You know, we know we can't do a lot of the things that we're doing. Uh, went out to play from the office online these past couple weeks. Uh, you know, you got special guys up front. Um, they just come to work every day with their lunch pail and they go after it. So having those guys definitely makes a lot of things 
uh, easier, that's for sure. Brandon Cook's joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. You guys had the weekend off because that Thursday, because you had the Thursday game. In your mind, what's going to allow the Rams? A lot of teams have gotten off to hot starts before, but now the league watches film, starts to adjust to you. What do you think you guys have to do to continue to improve? Uh, you know, it's one of those things. I think we just continue to focus on ourselves. It's not about the opponents, about what we do. Um, when you have great teams, you know, great teams don't beat themselves. So as long as we continue to focus on what we got and the task at hand and let the outside noise be the outside noise, I think we'll be just fine. Yeah, but, I mean, there's got to be something something to work on other than uh, other than kind of all the just take care of ourselves. Like, anything specific that you watch on film, you're like, man, this has we got to do this better because I've been to a Super Bowl. I know what it takes. Well, if it was, I definitely wouldn't be sharing that for guys here, so we'll keep that announced. <laughs> uh, f- fair enough. Um, Seahawks week. Now, last year, I know you weren't part of this team, but last year they went up and they just kicked, kicked the hell out of the Seahawks. They, they just, and the Seahawks had terrorized this division, but the Rams have always played them close even back when they played conservative football. What's it like around the facility when it's Seahawks week? Is it a different week? Is it like when you're in New Orleans with the, with the Falcons? What is it like when you're in New England – when you know you when you have the the Ravens or one of these elite teams, what's it like Seahawks week at the Rams facility? I think you know, um, it's, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. It's one of those weeks that you know you're going to be playing a tough football team, especially in a division uh, where there's been a lot of history. So you know, you you buckle your chin strap and know that it's going to be a long and a, a tough a tough battle. Yeah, and three consecutive road games, right? Three consecutive games away from home. That's kind of a unique. That's like a unique set of a set of circumstances. You being a veteran in that in that group, um, uh, you know how different do you think it's going to be for your offense? Because you know defensive lines, like when you go to Denver uh, in two weeks, they got a quicker get off. How much does that change how you guys approach things? You know, I think it's one of those things that uh, you know we practice it. You know, we can practice it as much as we can, but knowing when we get in those atmospheres, it's going to be uh, two times as loud uh, as practice. But just kind of uh, that consistent focus. Um, I think it's going to help us and just doing the little things right uh, is going to set us out to uh, have some good weeks. What's McVay really like? I think what you see is what you get. A guy that's uh, very energized, come to work every day, um, you know, with an excited mind. Uh, he's very special, a very special coach. Um, you know, I like to think that he's another player out there on how hyped he gets uh, with the team, you know, throughout practice and on game day. Last thing and most important thing, Blue and white Rams uniforms or blue and yellow Rams uniforms? If they asked you to choose, which would it be? Oh, you know, I'll have to go to the fans for that and see what they want to do. What makes you feel more <laughs> clean? What What makes me feel more clean? Uh, man, that blue and yellow is special. But then again, you know, that blue and white is as well. So I think that would be one of those decisions that's just – in the spirit of the moment. Hey, I know how important it is for you to to blow people away within this offense. You've been doing it so far. Continued health and success. Safe travels to Seattle. Thanks for joining us on Fox Sports Thank Radio. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys having me. Brandon Cooks joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Ramos, I'll ask you, blue and yellow or blue and white? Oh, blue and yellow. Not even, it's hands down. Not even close to me. You know, it's interesting. I So I grew up in Orange County. They used to play in Anaheim Stadium. I wasn't a Rams fan. Most a lot of people weren't Rams fans. Like you'd go to a Rams game, NFL wasn't crazy popular, and the team just wasn't Georgia Frontieri. wasn't just wasn't beloved. And I didn't, I really didn't like the blue and yellow uniforms, and so I liked the blue and white kind of. Never liked the old gold that that one uh, that the St. Louis Rams broke in. But when they came out Thursday night in the blue and yellow, I was like, those are really dope. Those are that. That's yeah, I'm with you. I'm with it.
What if I told you Deshaun Watson could be the next RG3? I'll do so upcoming next. But first, using True Car, you can easily find the car that you want. With True Price from True Car, you can avoid you can avoid the confusion you encounter online by getting a great price you can count on before you ever get to the dealership, right? You click on a price online like, oh, wait, we forgot to tell you. If you want floor mats, if you want an engine, <laughs> there's all these other things that we did not list. That's not how it works with True Car. The True Price includes all dealer fees. All accessories. True Car is going to show you what other people in your area paid for the exact same car so you get the price you want. Now you know what a fair price is. You feel confident. The True Car certified dealer knows this, so they set their True Price competitively so they can win your business. Over 3 million cars have been sold to True Car users by the True Car certified dealer network, and there are over 15,000 True Car certified dealers nationwide. True Car users save on average over 3,000 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a newer used car, visit True Car. You can enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Just shooting at that. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Favorite month of the year? Mine is October. Mine is, in fact, October. A couple reasons why. I spent 12 of the last 16 years on the East Coast. October is the best best month um, uh, weather-wise in the state of Connecticut. It's incredible. You still get the kind of tail end of alpha picking season. You get Halloween. My favorite, my favorite holiday. I do. I like Halloween. Please don't ruin Halloween. I'm, I'm asking you. I'm begging you. Please don't. Like the, you generally know what's offensive, right? You're like, is this like, eh? I probably shouldn't. But for the most part, you shouldn't be offended on Halloween. You just can't. You're like, oh well. There's all kinds of different. Listen. Halloween was built on the basis of ghosts, goblins, fake axe murderers. Like, it's okay to get dressed up as an axe murderer, but not okay to get dressed up as something that's mildly offensive. An axe murderer should be offensive. So, you know, do I think you get dressed up as a Nazi? No, I don't think that's generally a good idea. You know, 10 million people died because of the Nazis. Ethnic cleansing, not something that you make fun of. On the other hand, borderline stuff like let's not go crazy. Anyway, I love Halloween. I love the feeling of Halloween. I love the feeling of fall. And I love October sports, right? Hope springs eternal in basketball. Yeah, I guess in hockey too. Postseason baseball is amazing. And now football matters. Red River rivalry this month. Yes, please. That's coming up this Saturday on Fox. Oklahoma versus Texas. And then NFL games. Once you get past the quarter pole, now all this stuff matters. Our thanks to Brandon Cooks, and we look forward to, um, oh, you got a, a Tyler Boyd going to join us later on this hour? Great. Great. From the Cincinnati Bengals. Some people are surprised by the Bengals. This guy is not. This guy is not. Did you see that Deshaun Watson is on pace to be sacked 68 times? 
He's coming off a torn ACL. He's been sacked 17 times. It's the second most in the NFL behind Josh Allen. From Bill O'Brien, quote, he's a very tough guy. You know, some of it can be concerning. Some of it is the design of the plays. That's what we got to do. He's got good physical strength. I'll tell you, like, I thought maybe RG3 with the knee or maybe David Carr. Maybe David Carr. You guys remember how many times David Carr was sacked his rookie season with the same Houston Texans? Right. The, the reason that the Texans didn't draft Derek Carr was because they had David Carr. And David Carr never recovered from all of those sacks. He had several years. He was sacked 76 times his rookie year. 76. In his third year, he was sacked 49 times, which led the league. And in his fourth year, he was sacked 68 times. Man, that guy can't tell you what a touchdown pass looks like, but he can sure tell you what the roof of NRG Stadium looks like, can he? Um, O'Brien went on to tell the Houston Chronicle, I think he's really smart about it for the most part. When you look at how he deals with those plays, he gets his pad down and he ducks out of bounds. He's a very, very smart runner. So that's something we try and build around. Watson's on pace to be sacked 68 times and hit 172 times. Last season, the Texans allowed 54 sacks. You hold on the ball too long. You got to get rid of it. And one of the things that gets lost, because we all like Deshaun Watson and think he's a bright guy and saw him win a national championship, you have to remember what happened his last year at Clemson. His final season at Clemson, he won a national championship, but he was not as good as he should have been during the regular season because he was a high turnover guy. That's because he was trying to prove to NFL scouts he could stay in the pocket. Once they got to the postseason, ACC championship game, and into the college ball playoff, now they took the reins off, and he ran, and he's incredibly effective. Factoring, he's coming off an ACL, and you don't want to run the NFL, and now he's back in the pocket. He's just not that comfortable. When he was successful last year, they were running more of that college-style offense, which brought into play his athleticism, and he was getting rid of the ball quickly. This does not... Bill O'Brien has a rightful, earned reputation. He's not considered a great head coach, but as a quarterback guru, and when you're a quarterback guru and your quarterback's on pace to be sacked 68 times, something's wrong. And we've torn an ACL twice, once in early on in college, once in the pros, and you've always been a mobile quarterback. I, I'm not willing to call it like he'll be a bust. I came in the year thinking, based upon the limited amount that I'd seen Deshaun Watson, what other people in the NFL were saying, I thought, here's the guy who can show that you can evolve from a great runner who can throw to a great thrower who can run. And it's a little different. He was more advanced than RG3, but there is a little bit of RG3 to it. There's a little bit of David Carr to it. Let's get you to Isaac Lowenkron and find out what else is going on in the world of sports. Isaac, what do you got? Doug, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred has just suspended Cubs infielder Addison Russell 40 games without pay for violating MLB's domestic violence policy retroactive to September 21st. Multiple outlets report wait, that... Wait, wait, what? Yes. 
He's retroactively suspended? Yeah, so that means that whatever games the Cubs played since September 21st count towards the suspension. Okay, now, help me out. Wasn't he suspended... Wasn't he suspended when he was accused of this originally? I don't believe so. I could check that out. I think it might might have been some sort of administrative leave type situation, or it might have been initiated by the Cubs, but I can double check on that. Absolutely. I'll check on it as well. Go ahead. Yeah. Multiple outlets elsewhere reporting that Buck Showalter will not return as the manager of the Orioles after they lost only 115 games this year. On the field tonight at 8.08 Eastern, the American League wildcard game. The Yankees hosting the Oakland A's. NFL, the Raiders placed three-time Pro Bowl starting right tackle Donald Penn on injured reserve due to a groin injury suffered Sunday against Cleveland. Jaguars ruled out running back Leonard Fournette for Sunday's clash with the Chiefs because of a hamstring injury. Colts ruled out T.Y. Hilton for tomorrow's game with the Patriots due to chest and hamstring injuries. Rob Gronkowski officially listed as questionable for the same game with an ankle injury. And finally, on the eve of the NHL regular season, season. Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals forward Tom Wilson was just suspended 20 games for this check to the head of St. Louis Blues forward Oscar Sundquist in a preseason game on Sunday. Listen. Blues coming running back at Sundquist as he gets cleaned out by Wilson. At courtesy of NBC Sports Washington, it's Wilson's fourth suspension in a span of 105 games. Doug, let's go back to you. Wow. Fourth suspension, 105 games? Yeah, fourth suspension. He's he's a goon. Pretty much. No, not pretty much. Fourth suspension in that many games. Like, you're by definition a goon in hockey. Yeah, that that actually was pointed out in the league statement. They called it unprecedented in the history of the NHL's player safety department. So the NHL actually said that in their own statement. uh, This is going to show my age and my incredible amount of movie knowledge. You know who he is? I'm thinking Slapshot. Ogie Oglethorpe. There you go. Oglethorpe? Oglethorpe. That's who he is, Ogie Oglethorpe. Yeah, but at least Ogie had p- personality. He was a guy you still rooted for. He was? Uh, yeah, I mean, he he's easier to root for than Carl Rackey. Now, that was an unlikable goon. Fair, fair enough. Now, you're, th- you're throwing out dudes I have no idea who they are. Yeah. I just know who Oglethorpe is, and a guy who's been suspended four times in just over 100 games is the Ogie Oglethorpe of the, the, the National Hockey League. Tyler Boyd's supposed to join us. Um, but, you know, like, he had a breakout game. Did you guys see him against the Panthers? And then it, he's had two consecutive 100-yard games, and he had a huge first down in their final drive against the Atlanta Falcons. Tyler Boyd had 11 catches, 15 targets, 100 yards, and this is a team, um, this is a team that, that really needs more weapons, especially when you lose Tyler Eifert or that Eifert thing. Ramos, did I, did I get your, are you, are you a type one, type two, or type three? Type one, you don't look at the injuries at all. Type two, you want to see it once to catalog it. Type three, put it on replay. I can't get enough of it. I would be type two. I'll watch it one time and then that's about it. For have me. you seen Tyler Eifert's ankle break? I have not. No. Would you like to? <laughs> I'll watch it once, sure. Like I said, I all right, we'll watch it. We'll watch it during the break. Okay. <laughs> Music. You don't watch them at all. Uh, I do. I'm with Ramos. I watch one time just so I can gather. Okay, that's what happened. All right, I'm done. Lowenkron, Isaac, uh, are you a do you a type one, type two, or type three? Do you want to see the replay of Tyler Eifert's broken ankle? I'm a 2012 Calipari, one and done. 
You're one and done. You guys are all. I mean, like, look. At least you're not like. I don't want to look at uh, it. Yeah, we're not that. My my wife is now. She has a nursing degree, so she breaks out. She tries to say it's my nursing background. I want to see exactly what happened. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a categorically a lie. She is a liar. She wants to see bro- bones breaking. That's a lie. My thing is that you know, like, look, I I and I won't. My here's where I I draw the line. I don't want to see somebody die. Right. And I don't want to see like a leg severed. But the the crazy thing about broken bones is guys generally come back from them. So then where were you on the Kevin Ware video or the Paul George video? Because that's Watched it a million times. Really? The the Paul George one, apparently the bone of his ankle actually scratched the uh Thomas and Mac floor. But that's like you're you're talking about you don't want severed and everything, but that's about as close as it can get. So that's not no, seeing was, the bone was, come out of the skin. It was compound fracture. Compound fracture. I, look, I, I've never seen it in person, and I saw those guys from Louisville uh, start throwing up. I was on the set of CBS at the time when that happened. I think the most... And, and when it happened in Team USA, I was on the set of Lead Off, our, our TV show. That was like in subsequent years. The craziest thing we haven't seen mm. is the Teddy Bridgewater video. Where a guy's knee just kind of buck, just completely everything shredded. I just mean in gen, like specifically. There has to be a video. That's, out that's there. the yes. one that yes. everyone says is just, just disgusting. Nasty. Yes, all the players said, but that's we don't have. No one has seen it. No one's, but it does exist. It absolutely. It's a practice video. Teams fill everything in the NFL. There's no way it doesn't exist. I'm with you. And if it existed, I would watch it. I would watch it, and I'd watch it in slow motion. And I'd go and I'd call all my friends. Have you seen this? Do you want to see it? Now, what I don't do is I don't just send it to people unannounced. So they open up their phone like, oh, what am I looking at? Oh, God. You know? I I, I don't want to see anybody die and I don't want to see a limb severed. Outside of that, I will check it out. All right, Tyler Boyd, hoping to catch up with him. Plus, is Kevin Durant going to become a New York Nick? We'll discuss next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Previously on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Let's check this out. Daniel Jeremiah joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. My issue with Frank Reich going forward is this. It's 24 seconds to go. Even if you got the first down, you're not necessarily winning the game. You had to get four yards, and even then you probably had to complete two more passes before you kick a field goal. Did you like Frank Reich's decision? To me, it wasn't about where they were on the field. It's about where they are as an organization. And I think it's Frank Reich. It's year one. I think if you gave some truth serum to that to that organization from the front office down to the field, they would say we're not a playoff caliber team right now. Um, so I think it's year one. It's kind of one of those statements. It's kind of an identity. It's a culture, whatever you want to call it, but just a, a, of an aggressive nature. That's what they're trying to uh, trying to instill there. Obviously, everybody's pointed back to his time in Philadelphia and Doug Peterson being ultra aggressive. Um, I, I just think it's it's year one. If this was year two for him, and uh, and they feel like they have a playoff caliber team, I think you make probably the more, more prudent decision, the smart decision, and you, and you punt that football. If you missed anything from the Doug Gottlieb Show, you can always podcast by going to foxsportsradio.com. Now, once again, here's Doug Gottlieb. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. 
With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. If you follow the Cincinnati Bengals, and I do, there are a lot of people the past couple years been critical of second-round pick out of Pittsburgh who was, you know, like, look, the problem with going to Pittsburgh as a wide receiver is you're, you're getting, always going to get compared to Larry Fitzgerald. And statistically, this guy was as impressive as Fitz was when he was there. People said, well, you know, Tyler Boyd hasn't been. And then you watch these first four weeks, and you're like, oh, my gosh, he's coming into his zone. Let's catch up with Tyler Boyd from the first place Cincinnati Bengals. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What's changed for you this year? Uh, you know, just my attention to detail. You know, just just, just learning how to become a prom. Uh, learn how to become a pro, you know, and just just coming in, you know, just seeing what AJ's do, you know, helps me a lot, you know, helps improve my game all around, and and him mentoring me, you know, allows me to, you know, excel my game in many ways. Okay, but just being a pro, like, what weren't you doing? What wasn't? What 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 specifically did you have to do to change? Uh, basically, just just continue to to uh, nourish my body, you know, and just just eat right and 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 prepare my body well. Uh, my body right cold tubbing and and Norma Tech in and make sure I get massages once a week. You know, just just having a having a uh, a routine. You know, going every week. You know, we try to keep it the same. You know, so so everything don't don't so so everything can go according to plan. All right. So what do you miss? What what were your what were your foods that you cut out that you miss? Uh, just just majority all the junk food like snacks and stuff, Doritos, all the all the stuff that's that's fatty foods. Who not? What kind of Doritos? What what, what 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 were your favorite kind of Doritos? Man, I like I like them all. The the blazing buffaloes, the cool ranches, nacho cheese. I still eat the snacks though. I just don't eat as much as I used to last year. Everything everything in terrible. everything in moderation except for except for yards. You like a lot of yards, <laughs> everything else in moderation. Tyler Boyd joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I, I have divided the earth into three different types of people. Okay. <laughs> When Tyler Eifert goes down with that gruesome injury, it sucks because this is the second type of injury of that kind that he suffered. Right. Some people, I don't want to look at it. Some people, I just want to see it once because everybody's talking about it. And some people are like, look, I'll watch it all the time. No disrespect to Tyler. Which one are you? One, two, or three? Mm. Have you seen it? What, the play he got hurt? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. And I've seen it live. I've I seen, seen his ankles just snap away. From his his ligaments and stuff, it was just it was. I just felt so sorry, you know. I felt real bad, you know. I was. It was just it was sickening to me, just 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 to see how hard he worked, you know, to get back from injury, you know, and just for this to happen, you know, just it just was surreal. Okay, but then you went back and you watched it again, right? You're like, ooh. So I think you're type three. I think you're. A, I can watch it ever <laughs> many times. I understand that Tyler's going to be back on a football field. I just I want to see it. Definitely, man. Nah, man. Hopefully, he get back quicker than never. Um, there are there are many people who just they won't buy into the Bengals. They just won't because because Marvin hasn't won a playoff game. Doesn't matter how right. well you guys play. What's that like to be like? Look, we're really good. <laughs> we beat the Ravens, right. who everybody's thinks good. Like we just beat the Falcons, who are really good. Like what what's that like to win games and yet nationally you don't get the buy in that you probably deserve? Uh, that's just the. Uh... That's 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 just what's going on right now. You know, we 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 are the team and we are the players with the coaches that has to do it. You know, so we don't really, you know, buy into what's going on outside this place. You know, because we believe in ourselves and we believe we have the team this year to, you know, have a run for the for the Super Bowl. You know, and and definitely get to the playoffs. You know, so I think this year is definitely the year. I think people should, you know, hang their hats over for us. Tyler Boyd joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Joe Mixon coming back healthy. I mean, that's 
be the the ability to win without Joe, and of course, you know, Geo's had the knee as well, and now you're without Tyler Eifert. Like, where are you in terms of percentage of where the team can be? Is this the best you guys are, or is there more in more in this team? Now that uh, Eifert is down, we're um, we're definitely not a complete team as we were, and not a complete team when Joe was down, you know. But at the end of, at the end of the day, we got so much talent on the offense. We got so much weapons and tools, you know. We got. CK and, and CJ, them both are great guys, both playmaking ability guys that can, you know, snag first downs for us behind Tyler Eifert, you know, and then we got Giovanni, you know, he can, he can, he can make things work out the backfield as well, me, AJ, you know, we got John Ross, there's just so many people that got us to step up their game once another person goes down, so I think we have enough of that, enough guys that can, you know, come in and, you know, and just, just, just bring more juice to the game. We had, um, we had, we had Tariq Cohen on, uh, I think yesterday. He's from the Bears, one of the fastest players. And he said, Jakeem Grant is one of the five fastest players. You play with John Ross. Some people think he's the fastest player in the NFL. He and, he and Ty- Tyreek Hill. How fast? And look, you're, it's not like you're slow, but this dude is, Ross is a different level of, of character in terms of how fast. How fast is that dude? Man, he, He's really as fast as everybody thinks he is. And for me, you know, I've seen it. I've seen how fast he can run. You know, we, 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 we get numbers on guys. You know, I think he was one of the few guys that, that split a 23, that ran a 23, you know. And if if, 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 if he just master, you know, his speed, you know, in, in terms of uh, routes and being able to separate, you know, I think he's, he'd be unstoppable. Like, he'd be a creative player out there, you know. How long does it take? Does it take three years? Is that I mean, that's what it took you, and you you just cut out Doritos, and all of a sudden now you're catching catching you know got hundred yard games. Is it three years that it takes to really feel comfortable in the league? Uh, not necessarily, you know, because I feel like I had a great uh, fresh a uh, great rookie year. You know, I did great May all great plays. I caught the ball well. You know, just things just didn't go well the second year because because it was a numbers game. You know, we had too many receivers and we had to keep keep players down and and not forth. You know, but I think my game was, was pretty much the same coming in you know I just prepare myself better and more consistently and and, and, and more like developing in, in, in areas that I needed to develop in uh, all right so now you mentioned Doritos Eric Weddle he has a cheat day he does ice cream bowls right so uh-huh. do you have a cheat day do you have a day where you're like look I ain't worrying about the diet I'm just gonna hang out and eat, eat food, uh, Funyuns uh, I'll, I'll say either Tuesdays or Fridays because Tuesdays are off days and Fridays we just basically just got to walk through and recovery and stuff. Then after I recover my body, I feel like I could cheat it a little bit. All right, so you, you video gaming it or like, you know, because NBA players apparently, Bleach Report says they're addicted to their phones. What is your outside of football addiction? Um... It's definitely got to be between uh, movies and video game. You know, I'm big. I'm a big man player, and I can't wait till that duty to come. I'm gonna definitely be on the game when the duty come out. But yeah. besides that, you know, I like going to go watch the movies. That's that's kind of my favorite 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 movie. If you got if you have to go and like, man, I've seen it a hundred times, but I'm gonna watch it again. Which is it? You know what? I, I kind of got on a new movie uh, that I like a lot. That's kind of recent. Called Upgrade. It's when some guy got paralyzed and they put a stem in his neck. And it basically the stem controls him, and and he can he like kind of like he got powers, and you know he do. I'm telling you, that's a movie you gotta watch. It's a well, movie. Well it's recommended. A, it's a movie or it's a series. Is Netflix, Amazon, or is it in theaters? Nah, it's a movie. In theaters? It, yeah, it's in theaters. All right, I you, think I think you I think you get it on pay per view now. Eighty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, one hundred percent on on your own tomatoes. Okay, you go to a movie. You go to a movie theater. This is very important. This is this is the stuff people really care about. What do you order? When I go to the movie, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get a I get a medium popcorn. Nobody gets a medium. Wait, hold on. For a dollar more, it's a large, and for two dollars yeah, more, large, you can get too much. I ain't gonna be able to eat all that. 
I know, but to... okay. Do you get butter on it? Definitely. Salt. Gotta get. You gotta put salt. Now, do you do the butter? Like, put it halfway, then put butter, then yeah, fill it up. Yeah, tell them specifically. You gotta put the butter halfway, then fill it back up. Okay. Then, then put the butter on top. And what do you get to drink? Uh, the icy. You got, and then mix all of them. Whatever ones they got, mix them all together. Blue and red. Mix it together. That's blue, that, red. That, that's right. We got to all get along. Right and left. Blue and red. Black and white. Uh-huh. All got to live together in this world. <laughs> okay. And then, and, and then, and then to top it off, I, I got to get the the, uh, the uh, watermelon pouches, not the regular. Uh, uh, not 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 the sour patch kids. Yeah, not the sour patch kids, but the watermelons. So not, I, I don't like anybody who doesn't like anything watermelon. So I, I like you. <laughs> hey, continued health and success. Best of luck against the Dolphins. I'd like you to arrange a, a, a race between Jakeen Grant and John Ross before the game. If you can do that, if you can do that. We'll send you a special prize. Is that cool? Definitely. I got y'all. I can take care of that. All right. Upgrade is now on the view. <laughs> got a view list. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me. Pleasure is absolutely. Absolutely ours. Boy, Cincinnati Bengals are pretty good. We have been on them since day one, and that was uh, one of their young stars, Tyler Boyd, who's leading them in receptions and targets this year. 26 catches, 349 yards, two touchdowns, two straight 100-yard receiving games. And he had a big fourth-down conversion with Andy Dalton that helped seal the win, uh, the win over the Atlanta Falcons this past weekend. Do we have time for what Chris Haynes said about Kevin Durant? too tight man it's really good stuff i don't want to summarize it you know what just just play don't don't play what did the fox say here's what chris haynes said earlier today on the herd. new york knicks have a very good shot at luring KD away from really? the bay area wow. the reason i say that okay. is his business partner rich Kleiman, yeah it's based in new york mm-hmm. huge new york knicks fan mm-hmm. their business is located and based in New York. KD's dad is a big New York Knicks fan. Okay. The same allure that LeBron had towards the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, just just the building, mm-hmm. the culture. Hmm. Same thing, the same way I know that KD feels about the Knicks. Wow. Now, I will say this. Golden State does have the edge, obviously, what they built. But I think for Golden State Warriors fan, I was arguing with a, a fan about this. It will always be Stephen Curry's team. Yeah, no, look, it's it, it's hard, and you have to accept it. The the and I'm I'm with him with the Knicks. There is something special about the Knicks, and many people have tried, and many people have failed. Between Larry Brown and Phil Jackson and Carmelo Anthony and Mare Stoudemire, they've all tried to fix the Knicks. Even Pat Riley couldn't. Rick Pitino couldn't get over the hump and fix the Knicks. But LeBron's come to L.A. to fix the Lakers. I don't think it's crazy to think that Kevin Durant could try and do that with the New York Knicks. Don't think that's crazy at all. Man, that was good with Tyler Boyd. You have to ask for butter halfway through. Don't go butter on top. Then you get the bottom part of the popcorn. Gets no butter. Another dynasty fell last night before it became a dynasty. We'll discuss next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I, you know, there's there's certain things. There's there's rules of doing national sports radio, and I have many talented friends who have done national shows that aren't currently doing them. And there's a couple of things that you have to know about this. I'm gonna give away a couple of secrets if any of you are gonna ultimately someday come unseat me. They're not really secrets. It it takes. It's like you need plate discipline. 
right, in baseball? Any play discipline in baseball? I mean, heck, if you go back to last night, I mean, between Jason Hayward could have easily stepped into a couple of inside pitches, bases loaded, bottom of the seventh. I wouldn't have hit Jason Hayward, but I understand why they did. Uh, but late in the game, matter of fact, in uh, in the 13th inning, in the 13th inning, Terrence Gore comes up. Terrence Gore is one of the fastest players in Major League Baseball. And the umpire, the umpire got hit by a pitch, but he thought Terrence Gore got hit, and he did not. And so Gore came back and... On a three-two count, swung out of the zone, strikes out. But like, if you're Terrence Gore, dude, you you gotta, you have to have to step into a pitch. You get on base, it's a run. <laughs> it just is. But it takes plate discipline. In national sports radio and local sports radio is no different. But it, it takes it takes topic discipline. It just does. Like, I watched a bunch of basketball last night in addition to Major League Baseball. I've talked to a couple friends about some. The, the college basketball scandal is Jim Gatto, the former head of Adidas. Uh, Adidas College Basketball is uh, his lawyer made some claims, but we're not talking about that. You can listen to the, the All Ball podcast, which will drop tomorrow um, on the Herd Podcast Network or follow me on Twitter or on Facebook. But you talk about topics that people want to hear about a little bit later on this hour i'll give you my take on aaron Rodgers, kind of coming out as head coach and uh, the play calling and game planning greg cosell is going to join us upcoming in 15 minutes so we got a lot to get to but um there are secret topics that i really really like that most times in the year i can't talk about baseball is one of them I've always enjoyed baseball. My son, uh, my son is now he's nine, so he's been playing baseball for five years. Good little stud. And there's lots of little parts to baseball which are super, super interesting. But generally, really talk about that much. Um, there's a failing there. There's a failing, a little bit of a failing of analytics that I think we may see on display. Tonight in Yankee Stadium. You guys ever been to Yankee Stadium? The new one? The old one? Um, the new one is very similar to the old one, except way nicer and doesn't smell like urine. But they've only won one World Series in the new one, as opposed to however many they won in the old one. The 26 others they won in the old one? So that's the difference. But the new one is spectacular. And there are certain venues in sports. There's really one or two in the NBA. Madison Square Garden is one. And I would say, I do think that Staples, a little bit, not as much. Probably the Boston Garden is the other. Even though this is the new garden, much like the new stadium, where guys usually play at a higher level. In baseball, I don't know. I feel like crowds affect baseball players more than it affects NBA or NFL players. And th- this is a hypothesis, not a theory. A theory is proven more by fact, by, by, st- by, by continuing research and analysis. Here's my theory, or uh, hypothesis. Okay? A baseball player, Aaron Judge, comes up. Okay? And if Aaron Judge, 
if he's played in the College World Series, you know, what is, the new Rosenblatt Stadium he's playing now, it's like, I don't know, 30,000 people or something like that. Like, that's the biggest. But for the most part, during the year, the Oakland A's, they play in front of, they did put some people in there as they were winning 95 games this year. But you're not playing where every out, every game, at, it's summer. There's pressure. But a lot of that is internal pressure, pressure from the organization, pressure to win a game, pressure from your coach, your manager, your positional coach, whatever. But you don't have full house, Yankee Stadium, fall weather, every single play, every out matters. And, oh, yeah, by the way, they're screaming at you. It's why, like, look, Ryder Cup is so different than any other golf match. Or why playing with Tiger Woods, you may have played, you may have won a tournament before, but to win a tournament when you're walking with Tiger Wood, Woods with that army, like, that's completely different. That's what it's like to, to close out a game in Yankee Stadium, to close out a game at Fenway, to close out a game at Dodger Stadium. Historic venues that feel different. Wrigley Field. Just different. Just special. You look around, you soak it up, you take it in. Yankee Stadium is awesome. You'll hear from people who are Yankee fans, used to go to the old, it's not like the old stadium, it doesn't have the personality. Yeah, what do they say? Why do they say somebody has great personality? Because they're not good looking. The old stadium was a dump. The great part about the old stadium was all the great games played there. So they basically recreated it, only fixed all the parts that sucked, and it's way better now. But it's going to be really hard for the A's because they, if you go by the book, the book takes emotion completely out of sports. It just does. It takes, and that's not realistic to sports. Guys don't perform at the same level when the pressure changes, when the crowd changes, when the weather changes. They just don't. And I, that's the fascinating part tonight for the Yankees. You have Aaron Boone, who... When we, we, we grew up, he's a little bit older than me. He's my brother's age. He went to Villa Park High School. His dad was the manager of the Angels. Like, his grandpa played in the league. Like this guy, he lives, eats, sleeps, breathes baseball. And yet you're going by numbers, taking all the feel out of the decisions that he's going to make. So I'm interested to see how he manages and how the A's do, considering by the numbers and by the matchups, they're going to try a bullpen day to win a wild card game. And could this be the ultimate backfire? The ultimate backfire for Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball said, hey, how do we get the Yankees and Red Sox in the playoffs every year? How do we find a way to get more of our big markets, more of our teams that people want to see in the playoffs every year? Remember, those big market teams have more money to spend. They can... They can spend more money and spend more money on the luxury tax if they have to, right? That's, it's not just that they're, they're competing against each other, but it's not an even playing field, what the Yankees are willing to spend, what the Cubs are willing to spend, what the Red Sox are willing to spend, what the Dodgers are willing to spend. So they're going to have better teams in over 162 games. That's going to play out. And it worked. The Yankees got in, the Red Sox got in, the Dodgers got in, the Cubs got in, but the Cubs would have been in in the old system. Would have been in. And the Yankees would have been in in the old system. 
And if the Yankees lose tonight, talk about your all-time backfire. Yankees and Cubs, two of the three biggest draws in the sport, a sport that needs national draws in order to be successful in the postseason. Ooh. Speaking of the Cubs, remember when they were a dynasty in the making? They get to the playoffs, they fail, they hire Joe Madden, and they get to a World Series, and I think in spite of more than because of Joe Madden, they win a World Series. In Game 7, on the road in Cleveland, it becomes Wrigley Field West, East, Wrigley Field East, and they win a World Series. But they lost last night, in spite of the fact that they got great pitching from John Lester, now it looks like, I mean, it wouldn't be crazy to say that Addison Russell's played his last game as a Cub, right? That's really hard to bring him back after now the commissioner has suspended him retroactively 40 games for domestic violence. You got Adam, Addison Russell's got off the field problems. Chris Bryant's not healthy and not performing. And there just seems to be this, and I I know it from a guy who played for that World Series Cubs team that told me, like, hey, those guys all don't get along. Like, that thing's going to implode. We When we see teams that have star players that have a two next to their name in their 20s, we assume they're going to be around here for a long time. They're going to be back in the playoffs, back in the World Series, multiple titles. Go back and look. Just Google search Chicago Cubs Dynasty. And you'll see many of the most talented writers who cover sports or talented sports opinion to say, hey, they're going to win a bunch of titles. And you know what happened? They didn't. Because handling winning is a lot of times harder than handling losing. And the Cubs handled losing for 100 years, couldn't handle winning for the last three. Think about the Thunder, who were supposed to be a dynasty. Didn't happen. Seattle Seahawks have imploded and the infighting led to them imploding from within. And of course, Chicago Cubs are much like so many of these teams. They actually won a title like the Seahawks. But now it feels like there's going to have to be some heads rolling, some change, maybe even change with the manager in order to wake some guys up. Coming up next, Greg Cosell from NFL Films joins the show. Are the Patriots back? And Aaron Rodgers has a problem with the game planning. Is he right? We'll discuss that next. But first, you know what's not smart? Making the lottery the centerpiece for your retirement plan. Probably not a good idea. Yeah, probably not a good idea. You know what is smart? Using ZipRecruiter.com to hire the right person. That's because ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Got powerful matching technology. It scans through thousands of resumes and identifies people with the right skills, education, experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply so you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is ranked number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. Think about it. Cuts out the work for you, finds qualified candidates for you, and reaches out to them for you and invites them to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com. For free right now by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Doug. That's Z-I-P, ZipRecruiter.com slash Doug. One more time. ZipRecruiter.com slash Doug. ZipRecruiter. 
the smartest way to hire. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. If you missed Tyler Boyd, who joined us earlier, or Brandon Cooks, or Nick Swisher, download the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Take us with you. Plus, the All Ball podcast comes out tomorrow. Greg Cosell from NFL Films. Many of you text me, when's Greg Cosell coming on? Now. Right, right, right now he's coming on. Uh, Greg Cosell. Greg, um, Aaron Rodgers had some interesting comments about the game planning, play calling, the offense, especially in the red zone. Um, how accurate were his comments about what's lacking in the, in the Patriots, especially down in scoring territory? Well, I'm always leery of quarterbacks making those comments when they don't play particularly well. I don't think he was very sharp in this game. I thought he missed some routine throws. Normally, I think the Packers' pass game lacks rhythm and timing. I don't think it's that kind of pass game. And he can make up for that at times because he makes second reaction explosive plays, Doug. And that compensates for the fact that he is not truly a rhythm player. I've always he's, – he's actually in rhythm when he's moving, and he's out of rhythm when he's playing from the pocket. He's an odd kind of quarterback. He's more jazz musician than classical pianist. So – uh, you know, those kinds of comments, I, I always struggle with that. Um, so let's leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Uh, fair enough. Okay, what about what about the Patriots? Um, they seem to find ways to get, uh, you know, Philip Dorsett a little bit more involved. They seem to find ways to run the football with Sonny Michel. It, it's only four weeks into the season. They're a team that does figure it out as they go along. But this yep. is a Dolphins team. However much phonies they were, they did have a good record coming in, and they got thumped again by the Patriots. Now, the Patriots figured out how to fix their offensive woes. Well, I think the key part of this game is it was the run game. Uh, we don't normally think of the Patriots as a running team. Michelle had 25 rushes. Um, 19 of those, think about this in today's NFL, Doug, 19 of Michelle's 25 rushes had the fullback Devlin on the field. So that's very rare in today's NFL. There's really only one team that plays with a fullback like that, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. But that's the way they chose to play this game. Now, we know Bill Belichick. That could mean that the uh, fullback's inactive this week. You never know. But the point is, is they chose this week to line up. They saw something in the defense they were playing, and they lined up with two backs, and they ran the football, and they ran base-type runs. It was nothing fancy at all. Uh, and, and Michelle was a back I really like coming out of Georgia, so he, he he did well. We'll see if that continues. We'll see if Josh Gordon gets more involved. But uh, th- this might be a year they need the run game on a more weekly basis. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Trader. That's the voice of Greg Cosell, kind of the voice of reason who watches and evaluates uh, these games and breaks them down so that we can kind of understand exactly why what happened happened. What's wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, they've got a few issues that are theoretically fixable, uh, but they're, they're issues that they viewed as team strengths. Number one, the offensive line is struggling with pass protection. They're struggling individually in one-on-one protection, and they're particularly struggling versus stunts and blitzes. And last year, that was a clear strength of their team. So 
that's a strength that's struggling. The other issue they're having is in the secondary. Uh, they're struggling there as well. Now, they lost Rodney McLeod, maybe not a household name, but he was their free safety, and I think he's done for the year. And now it's a significant loss this particular week. It was a, it was a bit of a problem. So they've had some breakdowns in the secondary as well, which they viewed as a strength. So you know how it is in any sport, Doug. If you go into a season believing that these are strengths of my team and those strengths don't play to that level, you're going to have some problems. We had Tyler Boyd on, and look, if you, you go back and you – you track Andy Dalton's struggles. A lot of them happened once they lost uh, Tyler Eifert a couple years ago to yes. injury. Fights his way back on the field, then he gets then he gets hurt again. Yeah. Now Boyd's been great for him, giving him a clear number two option. Matter of fact, he has more targets, more catches um, than than even than AJ Green. What does losing Eifert though do to this Bengals team, which is suddenly getting healthy without Eifert? Well, I think when you lose that kind of player, it obviously hurts because Eifert is one of those tight ends, Doug, that can detach from the formation and split out, and he can win uh, at his, in his prime a few years back when he had the big touchdown season. He was a big red zone target. They would split him out. He would beat corners in the red zone. So that that's a loss. But I think Tyler Boyd returning to form as the slot receiver this year, uh, last year he was sort of a non-factor. Now he's a major part of what they do from the slot. Uh, I think ideally the emergence of John Ross, who caught a, a touchdown pass last week on a vertical throw, they're counting on that to provide another dimension. Uh, and we know what A.J. Green is. So I think they theoretically can make up for the loss of Tyler Eifert, but it's imperative that John Ross continue to, to improve and that Tyler Boyd continue to have the success he's having in the slot, working the middle of the field. Deshaun Watson's coming off an ACL. We knew their offensive line wasn't good, but he's been sacked 17 times already this year. Now, b- because the Colts made the ill-fated decision to go for it in overtime on their own 43-yard line, the Texans get their first win of the season, but the I mean, look, he's on track to be sacked 68 times, hit over 100 times. How much of that is his line? How much of that is a young quarterback holding the ball too long? Well, it's a combination. And keep in mind, historically, that quarterbacks who move always get sacked more. He's at that point right now. He's very good when he leaves the pocket, and and he keeps his eyes downfield and can make throws. But he also leaves the pocket prematurely. And when you leave the pocket prematurely, you break down the timing and rhythm of the passing game. And when you move, you hurt your offensive line, Doug, because they're protections are built on the quarterback dropping back into the pocket, not on the quarterback moving before he should. So there's a balance there, and it's a balance that different coaches view differently. There are coaches who love quarterbacks who move and think that, hey, they make big plays. There's other coaches who say, hey, don't move unless it's a parachute, unless it's the last thing. So I think right now Watson is working through that. Uh, I don't know how Bill O'Brien thinks, but some of the sacks are on him. The uh, the the New York Giants were supposed to get rid of like the short throw offense and throw the ball downfield, and it's gotten worse, not better. Is that Eli's fault? I think it's a combination. I think Eli is is always quick to to get rid of the football. I don't think he's going to sit in the pocket at this point in his career and then make a lot of throws with bodies around him. And I think the O-line is a little bit of a work in progress right now. Um, Obviously, they benched Flowers, and this is the second week that Chad Wheeler played uh, right tackle. So it's clearly a work in progress. But in this league, you're going to have to find ways uh, even if you go with six- and seven-man pass protection concepts, you're going to have to find ways to create explosive plays in the pass game. It's very, very difficult to uh, 
move the ball down the field and take 11, 12, 13 plays in today's NFL. That, that's the voice of Greg Cosell from NFL Films. He's joining us on a weekly basis here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Mitch Trubisky has statistically an unbelievable game. I mean, the type of game. Now, look, that, that little toss pass to Tariq Cohen, um, you know, it's like a shuffle pass. You, you Technically, you get credit for it, but whatever. I mean, you end up having a ridiculous. Uh, you and I have talked about this before, that when the script runs out, that's when he has a tendency to struggle. Has Trubisky improved on the fly? Well, this game was a great game numbers-wise, but I don't know what this game truly tells us about his development. Uh, and I've been, on, I've been a fan of Trubisky saying that people have been on him, and I said, hey, let's give it a little more time. But despite the numbers, this was an outstanding conceptual game plan by Matt Nagy and the Bears coaching staff. They attacked a defense in the Bucks that there's not a lot of mystery. They play predominantly zone. The Bears ran your basic, what we call zone-beater concepts, Doug, and the Bucks made no adjustments throughout the game. All these throws were there. Now, he made them, give him credit, but those throws were there, and adjustments were never made. So the numbers piled up and piled up. These were defined, clean throws. Josh uh, Rosen got his first start. How do he look? I thought he looked really good. He's very refined. He's very nuanced, uh, and I think he's only going to get better. And then, of course, you have Pat Mahomes, who probably played his worst game as a pro. Now, again, that's in the context of this is fifth start, and he's lit the world on fire for the other four. But then he throws the left-hand pass, and he shows the ability to move out of the pocket smartly and keep his eyes downfield and and throw the ball downfield. But, the, look, the Broncos did rattle them a little bit and got some his first sense of pressure. Yep. Um, is is this kind of the, the path that others are going to go? I mean, I know they've, they've the crazy thing about the Chiefs is They've only played one home game, and they are usually a great home team. But did the Broncos uncover the way in which you're going to have to beat Pat Mahomes? No, no, no. And I'm not a blueprint guy. I know a lot of people see a team get beat a certain way, and there's a blueprint, but that rarely happens. Um, You know, I think Mahomes is very good out of the pocket. He certainly can make throws from the pocket. You have to be careful about pressure. Pressure will have to be selective simply because if you're going to pressure and you choose to match up, you still have to match up to Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and Travis Kelsey. So it's not just as easy as saying, gee, let's pressure Pat Mahomes. Theoretically, pressuring any quarterback is a good thing, and their efficiency will drop. But now you have to cover those quality receivers, and Mahomes does have out-of-the-pocket ability. So it's not as simple as saying, hey, let's get pressure on Pat Mahomes. Great stuff as always. Greg Cosell. Greg, I can't tell you how much I appreciate um, you joining us and how much I learned from listening to you. Thanks for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Appreciate it, Doug. Thanks. The pleasure is all mine. Greg Cosell, let's get you to Isaac Lowenkron. Isaac, what's new? Well, Doug, this announced just seconds ago, Theo Epstein just said that Joe Madden will return next season as the manager of the Chicago Cubs. Though there are no ongoing extension talks, Epstein says, quote, we have a terrific working relationship, unquote. So again, Theo Epstein just confirming that Joe Madden will return next season as the manager of the Cubs. Same cannot be said about Buck Showalter after a 115 loss season. Multiple outlets report that he is out as the manager of the Orioles. Is that bad? Uh... It is. Uh, The question is bad to worse. I mean, I can't imagine them being much better over there next season. Although they they do have the crab cakes. I mean, great ballpark food, including Boog Pal's barbecue grill just beyond the right field fence. So, I mean, as long as they have that, they're going to draw fans. Well, they they did trade away many assets and and guys they can re-sign as well. Yeah. Uh, So we'll we'll see what happens. They 
trade away Manny Machado, among others. Just don't trade away the food. This afternoon, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred suspended Cubs infielder Addison Russell 40 games without pay for violating MLB's domestic violence policy retroactive to September 21st when he was initially put on administrative leave. On the field tonight, 8.08 Eastern. It's the American League wildcard game between the Yankees and the Oakland A's. In the NFL, the Raiders today placed three-time Pro Bowl starting right tackle Donald Penn on injured reserve due to a groin injury. The Colts ruled out T.Y. Hilton for tomorrow's game against the Patriots because of chest and hamstring injuries. Rob Gronkowski officially listed as questionable for the same game with an ankle injury. And the Jacksonville Jaguars ruled out running back Leonard Fournette for their big showdown with the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday because of a hamstring injury. And with that, Doug, let's go back to you. Fascinated by um, uh, my man who was on the herd earlier today. We played it for you end of last hour. Chris Haynes, who writes for the um, Yahoo now, right? He came over to Yahoo. And so Chris Haynes was at ESPN. I believe like he's got this interesting career path where he like started as like a security guard. I remember when he joined Yahoo. I think Damian Lillard broke the story on Twitter, right? Like he's super close with a lot of these players. And so it's, it's a little bit different when you hear from him, as opposed to other reporters saying this about the possibility of Kevin Durant going to the Knicks next year. New York Knicks have a very good shot at luring KD away from the Bay area. The reason I say that is his business partner, Rich Kleiman is based in New York, Mm -hmm. huge New York Knicks fan. Mm -hmm. Their business is located and based in New York. KD's dad is a big New York Knicks fan. Okay. The same allure that LeBron had towards the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, just just the building, mm-hmm. the culture, hmm. same thing, the same way I know that KD feels about the Knicks. Wow. Now, I will say this. Golden State does have the edge, obviously, what they built, but I think for Golden State Warriors fan, I was arguing with a, a fan about this. It will always be Stephen That's Curry's true. team. The idea of arguing with a fan just sounds like the dumbest thing on earth. Like, I like Chris Haynes. I think he does a nice, he does a good job. He's an up-and-coming reporter who clearly has ties in the NBA. But the idea that you're arguing with a fan about whose team it is is the dumbest form of media. No one really cares whose team it is. I, like, like, the amazing part about Steph Curry is... Steph Curry had won unanimously won the MVP. They'd won a title. They won 73 games the year after that. And he, along with four others, went and recruited Kevin Durant and said, here, come be our best player. Now, that, that doesn't mean that Chris Haynes is wrong or that the assumption that it, it feels it, it diminishes Kevin Durant's titles in, the, in this short-term kind of limited scope that he went to a team that had won a championship. But but if they win again this year and he wins three in a row, he's won two finals MVPs. They win again this year, he has three. And you sit there and, and at the end of the day, you go like, you could go to the Knicks and maybe win a title. And if you win a title, ticker tape parade, you are the king of New York City. But many have tried and many have failed. Like go through the list. From Rick Pitino to Pat Riley, Patrick Ewing, um, to Amare Stoudemire and Jason Kidd, and 
hell. I mean, you go through like a laundry list. Larry Brown, Phil Jackson. They've all tried. Like Phil Jackson played for the Knicks. He got run out of town. Larry Brown grew up in Long Beach, New York. Grew up a Knicks fan. He got ran out. He got $25 million to not coach the Knicks. They've all tried. It's attacking Russia in the winter. Would you like to do it? Sure. If you could be the first guy to do it, do it. Or you could go and win five or six titles in Golden State and put yourself on a completely different level. But the, uh, the to me, the I want to argue with a fan. Well, you can find a fan to argue about anything. I can look straight up at the, the sun and be like, wow, that sky is blue. And a fan's like, no, it's green. And the sky is clearly blue. No, it's green. Uh, okay. Like we, we can't do this. We have to stop. Stop. This is to entertainment tonight. And what's the other shows? Um, Access Hollywood. Access Hollywood. They'll go like, and the haters on Twitter didn't like it. They didn't like, um, well, what's her name? Uh, Angelina Jolie's dress. They said, it looks like she's wearing a tablecloth. Hashtag no tablecloths. Who cares? Even if Angelina Jolie was wearing a tablecloth, looks really good. You know why? Angelina Jolie's wearing it. I just, I was arguing with a fan about whose team it is. Nobody does that. Hold on, we just won a championship. Steph, is this your team or my team? It's so much Steph Curry's team that Kevin Durant has won the finals MVP the last two years. Right? It doesn't mean Steph Curry stinks. It doesn't mean it's Kevin Durant's team. It's just the idea that it has to be somebody's team. If you go and you win a championship, that's it. It's over. Doug Gottlieb Show brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd like to treat you. Speaking of social media, I just, the Des, Des just got a Des Bryant. I told you Kevin Durant couldn't stay off of Twitter. He had a social media and a phone addiction. Bleacher Report came out and said, yeah, athletes do, especially basketball players, have a social media and a phone addiction. Des Bryant keeps tweeting about places he'd want to go. And now the Dallas Cowboys are his first possible destination. That's the place he'd like to play the most. This after he threw his center under the bus, threw his middle linebacker under the bus through everyone outside of Jerry Jones in the front office under the bus and the coaches under the bus. And now, since no one wants to pick him up, even the teams that need a wide receiver, like the New England Patriots, that he begged to, you know, I'd really like to go play and line up next to Gronk, didn't get a call. Now he quote tweets someone who asks, who you signing with? Des Bryant says, I'd rather be with the Dallas Cowboys. If not, I'm ready to play somewhere else. You'd rather be with the Dallas Cowboys after you called out Sean, Sean Lee? After you called out Travis Frederick? After you called out your coach? You called out your quarterback? Have you called out the front office? N- now, now that's where you'd like to be? How does that make any sense? Because there just doesn't, aren't any other options, and he's looking around going like, man, they don't have good enough wide receivers. How about me? Dude, they had you. They threw it to 133 times last year and they weren't happy with you and they didn't offer you a new contract. If you don't know it's over, you don't have any friends. 
Because a friend would go like, hey, Des, stop talking about the Cowboys. It's over. It's over. They, he tried to go on the date with the Browns, and they were like, dude, the Browns, they got a great personality. You know? Didn't even take off his headphones. Didn't take off his headphones. Cut off shirt, doesn't take off your headphones. Got it. You know? He was sitting there, and instead of making eye contact with her, he had a wandering eye. That's exactly. He went to the Browns because they were on hard knocks, and he wanted to kind of do the dance. And the Browns are like, yeah, we kind of want guys that want to be here. Pass. Le'Veon Bell to the Eagles. I'll give you the details next. Coming today in the Doug Gottlieb Show, we get you ready for Thursday night football. Ed Werder joins us. He always has more. Mike Pereira will tell us if the officials will make an adjustment on the fly. And now that the wild card games are done, the real playoffs begin. Do you care? We discuss in the Doug Gottlieb Show only on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Previously on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Check this out. Joel Klatt joins us, lead college football analyst for Fox Sports and Fox Sports 1. How close did you come to the bigs? I would say not very, but I mean, maybe it was closer than, than I thought. I played a couple of double-A games, and then for a week in triple-A, uh, this is actually a good story, a week uh, in spring training, I played triple-A ball because Sean Burroughs, the normal third baseman, got injured who was playing triple-A. So I went up to take his spot, played third base, hit second in the lineup for one week. The next day, guess who they signed to a minor league deal? Ricky Henderson. So for for one week, I hit two-hole behind Ricky Henderson, which was awesome. Uh, did he talk about himself in third person? 100% referred to himself in third person. And every time he would go up to the plate, Doug, he would always like look back at me, and he would tell me a number. He'd be like, two, three, Ricky needs three. And I'd be like, what? Like, what in the world is he talking about? I had no idea what he was talking about. And I'd go up there and just take my normal at bat. So finally, a couple of games in, I go up to our manager. His name was Jeff Gardner. And I was like, Skip, why in the world does Ricky keep telling me a number before he goes up to hit? And he's like, oh, hey, Rook, that's how many pitches he wants you to take so he can steal second. (laughs) (laughs) If you missed anything from the Doug Gottlieb Show, you can always podcast by going to foxsportsradio.com. Now, once again, here's Doug Gottlieb. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. How good was that Clat story, huh? Outstanding. Let's get to the press. The press. Hello, remix. DJ John Ramos on the ones and twos. No, he meant for that to happen. That's just how good he is. Isaac Lowenkron. What do you got? Going to give you this first story and then add an editorial comment, Doug. Jason LaConfora of CBS said during a radio interview with radio station WIP out of Philadelphia that the Eagles are giving, quote, serious consideration, unquote, to acquiring Le'Veon Bell in a trade with the Steelers. My editorial comment, why not the Minnesota Vikings acquiring Bell? The Vikings 
last in the league in rushing at just 63 yards a game. Yeah. Uh, that's because they have a Dalvin Cook who struggled to stay healthy. Their issues are in the offensive line, not at run. I don't think in terms of personnel at running back. That would be my guess. And uh, <clears throat> Minnesota's got some other some other holes to fill. I, I don't think running back, to be totally candid with you, is where the issues are for Minnesota. Uh, for for the Eagles, um, they also have issues with blocking and tackling. But remember, they made a trade for running back last year, helped propel them to the Super Bowl, and maybe that they they're thinking that's what ails them. I guess the question would be, if they were to sign, if they were to trade for him, would they sign him to a long term deal? Here's what I'm going to be fascinated by: is if Le'Veon Bell gets traded and he signs a long term deal, is it the same or less money than Pittsburgh was offering anyway? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That has a tendency to happen. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell could be doing what's called chasing the market. This weekend, the Red River shootout between Oklahoma Red and River Texas. Rivalry. Red oh, River Rivalry. Oh, sorry. Red River Rivalry. Yeah. I do think it is. Yeah. I think uh, they've sold it as Red River Shootout because too many people can't pronounce Red River Rivalry. Yeah. Uh, leave it to me to be unpolitically correct these days. Oh, no. And it led to a fascinating story being revealed from the 1999 edition of the game in which huge underdog Oklahoma actually took a 17 to nothing lead on Texas, stunning everybody until the Longhorns recovered and won 38 to 28. It was just revealed, however, that the reason why was an ingenious fake play sheet dropped by then Oklahoma assistant coach Mike Leach. Now, of course, the head coach, the eccentric head coach at Washington State. During mm-hmm. pregame warmups, he dropped a fake play sheet listing mm. a fake first 15 plays that Oklahoma was going to run. A Amazing. Texas student assistant picked it up on the field and gave it to their defensive coordinator, and oh, that wow. led to Ahmad Brooks, one of their starting DBs, saying, I can't tell you how wrong we were in the first three or four minutes with every play call we had. It was complete pandemonium mm. and confusion, unquote. Yep. Ah, the genius that is Mike Leach. Also should be stated, Mike Leach, as you point out, um, he was with How Mummy at, at Kentucky, comes over. He brought the spread to the Big 12. They ran spread. Josh Heupel and Heupel ends up the, the following year after Leach leaves and goes to Texas Tech, becomes head coach, wins a national championship. But before that, nobody ran spread in the Big 12 until Mike Leach got there. That's pretty cool. The Pirate is, in fact, a genius. That is a Pirate-like move to drop a fake play sheet. You like that? Other college football coaching news. USA Today's annual coaching salary database and Nick Saban not surprisingly tops the annual pay list of college football head coaches at 8.3 million dollars per season perhaps also cementing the fact that money cannot buy happiness Ohio State's <laughs> Urban Meyer second on the list at 7.6 million and something that I'm sure will gain traction on social media the third highest paid college football head coach at 7.5 million Michigan's Jim Harbaugh. Yep. Well, what nobody understands is the context. Too many people don't understand the context of Jim Harbaugh could have had an NFL job and didn't. And oh yeah, but and and decided to to go lead Michigan. I also believe a good portion of that is not deferred. It's in a life insurance investment vehicle where it doesn't actually cost the university or you know the university's not paying him all that money, but doesn't actually cost that much money. His salary's more in the four and a half million territory. And uh, they're able to pay that, and it becomes deferred compensation, and you're paying a small amount of it up front. Ah, 
It's always interesting, the game behind the game and how all those things are manipulated and all the technicalities and loopholes that come into play. On to the NFL, where Jacksonville head coach Doug Marone says that Patrick Mahomes is playing so well that words cannot capture it. He said today, right now he's playing better than any quarterback has ever played. He's an MVP quarterback. Doug Marone, the head coach of the Jaguars, he's playing better than any quarterback has ever played. Now, part of me tells me that's just pumping up this weekend's opponent. He's been off to a great start, but still, the best ever. Come on. Yeah, it's a little little much. A little much. Didn't Tom Brady throw 50 touchdown passes? You know, mm-hmm. and, they, and they didn't lose a game the entire season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that's a, that's a bit much. Yeah, Steve Young, six touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Joe Montana, Doug Williams, Tom yep. Brady, all in the Super Bowl. Yep. Aside yeah. from the first four weeks of the yeah. season. Speaking of Tom Brady's team, the New England Patriots today officially listing Rob Gronkowski as questionable for tomorrow's Thursday night football matchup against the Indianapolis Colts due to an ankle injury. Uh, and remember last year he sat out the Thursday night football game. It'll be fascinating to see if he plays against what you would consider to be the underman Colts. Remember, they get Julian Edelman back from suspension. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Yankees, A's. Ramos, go. A's. Music. Doug, who are you going with? I'm going with the Yankees. I'm going to go with the A's. I'm going with the Yankees. Oh, because we're going opposite? <laughs> who did I pick last night? We were right last night, Doug. Like the Rockies last night, right? You did. Fair I, enough. Isaac, who you got? At least another week of John and Susan, Yankees. And the Yankees! Uh, John Carlo, Nocino Parlo. That doesn't make any sense. Of all the things I've ever seen, Roger Clemens is in George Steinbrenner's box. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. 
Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.